Burning bridges is my specialty. Dating dads is my fatality. I'm a Broadway bear and I'm here to take center stage. Hello, I'm Hunter Jumpscale Harden. <laughs> and I'm Papa Bear. And welcome to Real House Bears. Um, hi, it's Whitney. Um, <laughs> I know some stuff about you guys and this podcast, but I don't want to get in the middle of it. Well, Whitney, as our friend... Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I will tell you. You know Hunter Hardin, right? Yeah. Your husband? Yeah, I know him really well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, I don't want to get in the middle of this. You don't want to get in the middle of it? But I'll tell you anyways. Okay. He is sleeping around on you. Yeah. With women <laughs> but i don't want to get in the middle of this this is horrible to say and i uh i just don't want to be involved so bye i feel really icky and silly right now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i you know what that is nothing i've ever even considered in my life I, like how crazy i don't know like, what would be more difficult to find out that your partner was cheating on you with the same sex or with the opposite sex? I think it'd be easier to take with the opposite sex, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I would be like, I don't even know you. Either way, <laughs> I'll kill a bitch. Bring it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, I that's funny. That's funny. And welcome to spooky season. I know it's, it's October and Halloween. We have spooky vision right now. Spooky, spooky vision. vision. So spooky. You know, I kind of have spooky vision because my head is still spinning, like coming back from vacation. Have you recovered? I have not. I'm still not caught up with life. I still have it unpacked. I know. It's been my a life. And like, then I started not feeling well this last couple of days, so this is why it's a little bit late. But um, we're here, we're queer, and we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how much fun that we got to do this podcast with Abe this week. That was Is that our fourth house husband? Um, well, so we've had Frank, yes, we've had Justin, yes. we've had Seth. Yeah. Wait, oh no, Seth has not been on the podcast. No, Seth has so not been no, on the he's podcast. our third. He's our third. Ooh. But Abe was so easy to talk to. He was surprisingly easy to talk to, and I love that he left his scruff, his face yes. scruff on for felt, us because he, he wanted I to felt. be like a bear like us. I mean, he must have heard from me like the Jessel story, you know. Well, like, you know, while I would categorize him probably as an otter, he's certainly an honorary bear in my heart. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he could be whatever he wants. Bring in the gays. Bring in a unicorn. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love that um, he wanted like, because a lot of guys, when you ask them like, if you did want to hook up with a guy, who would it be? I think a lot of guys would like go towards like a femi looking guy, but you know, was Abe's like, man. Abe's like, you know, if I'm gonna go all for it, I'm gonna go all yeah. for it. I want a yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it, get it. Um, I think a, I think we could party compatibly with we, Abe. A Abe, we need to go to Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need to do. <laughs> and Abe also being a gem of a guy, he badgered his wife Aaron until she finally. I'm sure he didn't. It didn't. Take it wasn't. Any yeah, it was. But we, thank you, Aaron, for following. Aaron us. is the next horror crux that we have acquired. Aaron, we're gonna get. 
get you. <laughs> um, and it's it's so nice. The house, the New York Housewives are very generous to us. They all will comment and DM on our posts. Apparently, I have to really give it to Bryn for sharing my Jessel video yeah. to everybody, I guess, because Abe says we have some fans. I'm yeah. like, well, start adding us and be on our show. <laughs> I think, I mean, we have most of them. We're missing Cy and Uba. And Is Jessel following us? And Jessel. Oh no, forget even I forgot. I will listen, forget. I do not forget about Jessel. I uh, I feel completely differently about Jessel than Since I felt at the beginning. beginning of the season. Oh my gosh. These two came at me. Even like I I like her like almost the best right now. Cause... I don't know I don't know that I, she is my top queen, but I I am into the hype. But let you know what, we're, let's not talk about New York yet. Okay. Um, we have a few people who are, a few people this week who are House Bears famous. The first person I, I feel may have been House Bears famous before, but I would just feel like the biggest jerk ever if it was an oversight that Snowbuck Oh yes. Um, was not House Bears famous. This guy is so funny. Like he changes his handle on all of his social medias on a regular basis. Like <laughs> one day he might be his name might be Lisa's missing sixty thousand dollar ring. <laughs> <Or> the <laughs> next day he might be Aaron's sunglasses. You know, just uh -huh. really funny, clever things and. Not too bad to look at if you look as I do. <laughs> I think you're cheating on me. Yes. I, <laughs> he, well, he is a local guy. He's a skier. I see. Here we go. I, well, I just know it's going to unfold. It's a core scandal. <laughs> look what you started. A bear Snowman. scandal. <laughs> so, um, thank you. You've been a listener and an engaging with us for a very long time. And if we, if this is, if we've had missed, had an oversight all this time. Our bad. That's it. That's all you have. Another really fun person that we've been chatting with a little bit lady lately is the underscore bear underscore god, the okay. bear god. Um, been a lot of fun talking about Salt Lake City and talking about Bravo, and he really made me laugh when he said that he got on one of like those gay social media apps and changed his location to Park City just to see if shot was. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening, thanks for engaging, and thanks for making me laugh. Thanks, you both are hashtag House Bears famous, and you know who is the ultimate. Hashtag House Bears Famous. Well, that had to be Dre. Yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to a co-owner of Beauty Lab and Laser, mm -hmm. co-host of Live Love Lab podcast, co-creator of our Salt Lake City Choir. And our good friend. And co-owner of my heart. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Dre Robinson, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Seth and Meredith starting off at dinner. <laughs> Let's get these rumors out. Yes. Seth's trying. He's like, so how, what are these rumors? How huh? is the desert, yeah. girl? Uh, well, we really just get a recap of what's fights. been going on. Whitney and Angie K were already at Palm Springs. Angie K unleashed at Meredith at dinner. Lisa lost her ring. You guys, I'm so upset about my ring. And Angie K was really just relentless throughout the whole thing. And Monica thinking Lisa's tone deaf. Yes, right. You know, I, I did notice when I was rewatching to get some sound bites, one time when Angie, or I mean when Whitney and Meredith are yelling in each other's face, Angie K is right by her going, Meredith. 
And there it is. Angie K really has been relentless. She really has been. It's really funny. But there are all these rumors about Angie K that Meredith has heard. And it's just like, well, what is it? What is it? And Meredith's like, well, let's just say. She ain't going to dig on me and not have karma come back on her. I mean, it's already happening. (laughs) Right? But it feels like Meredith is ready with guns a-blazing. Well, at the Mint Facial Bar. The Mint. My first reaction was, why are they not at Beauty Lab and Laser? Because uh, I, yeah, that's what I thought too. But then I don't think Beauty Lab and Laser doesn't have those face screening things. But they do facials. But really, if they did it at Beauty Lab and Laser, then it would be a scene with Heather. Mm-hmm. You know, just a scene with Meredith and Lisa. It just makes sense that they're not at Beauty Lab and Laser, you know? Um, but I kind of do and kind of don't want to do this face laser thing. I'm terrified of it. Yes, because I, I, I don't... I don't do mirrors. take care of my face. I definitely don't exfoliate that much. No, listen, I still have some old Iris and Bow product because I use it so sparingly. You need to throw it out because but it's, it's expired. Su- <laughs> it's such good stuff, though. But uh, I love that as soon as the scene starts, they acknowledge how happy they are to be friends again and to be like good terms again. This Lisa Barlow story about getting kicked out of the tanning salon is one of my favorite things It's in such a Lisa Barlow thing, too. Right, I I mean, of course, yes, it's a it's a horrible thing to do to someone who's getting ready to close their salon. But if you got a half hour left open, you got a half hour left open, and, right? And the customer's always right. <laughs> you should never raise your voice and get <laughs> not to get kicked out of a tanning salon. Well, they they screwed up because. Um... They, uh, they, got, they got rid of a good customer. Yeah, Lisa's still going to tan. She's going to yeah, do someone else's so, money. That's else. for sure. So Meredith's scan shows a little bit of dead skin cells. Didn't look too bad. Yeah. And then Lisa does it, and it looks like Michael's Myers face. <laughs> this machine is just rude. <laughs> she was afraid of that, and boy, did it. They uh, catch up on family while they're getting their facials. All of Meredith's kids are at the house. Lisa's really dreading Jack leaving the house for his mission. She it's cries. crazy that he can't even, like, leave. Even if he, like, I mean, you. they're like, well, you could get yourself home. Yeah. <laughs> if you leave, I mean, that's and crazy. And we could kick you out of the church forever. And you take know? your family away. Right? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but poor Lisa, she's crying every day. But Meredith is right. You're like, you know, your goal in life as a parent is to... You know, foster children who are going to grow up to be responsible adults who can go on a mission anywhere in the country and or the world and be okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we would all hope for? But Lisa's like, I don't mind taking off my makeup for this facial. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't give her that, that such poor girl. bad edit. Uh, but she's like, I am never dressing up again. You guys, forget it. No more theme parties. No, no, I'm done. Lisa just wants to be Lisa, and I'm so happy for her. <laughs> yeah, and, but she's even throwing like this après ski, no ski party. But it's, that's the only theme. You don't have to dress. You don't have to do anything. I mean, it is winter outside yeah, already, so, so you're going to be coming easy. in a coat. <laughs> uh, but she's inviting everyone, including Monica, which I had hoped for a minute that it would go well. Um, over at the Eight Settlers Distillery, I want to go there. It looks cool. Good. Yes, we love a distillery. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Monica arrives first, and I thought it was interesting that she specifically asked for the bar. Uh, even though probably it was already decided they were going to sit at the bar because the lights are already up. I know. Uh, Monica's dog got out in Palm Springs, and no one wanted to worry her. 
it sounds like it was chaos back at that. Because you I know, know. Her, mom, her mom clearly wasn't present. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the teenage daughter is running the whole house. And she's probably overwhelmed already. Yes, but I, I'm glad. They found him. But this, like, dog-finding website, I didn't even know such a thing existed. They have a lot of those groups on Facebook, too. Yeah. Local groups. True. So Whitney's like, listen... I, I, I like your vibe, but I'm a little bit nervous about becoming friends with you because oh, I saw how... Oh, did I say Monica? No, you said you didn't say anything, I don't oh, think. Okay. <laughs> well, Whitney tells Monica all of those things, but she's like, I don't like the way that you just quickly turned on your friends, and JK in particular. Like, are you going to be that kind of friend to me? And I would be like... Yes, if you're doing something wrong, I'm not just going to blindly follow you just because you're my friend. I'm going to check you. Well, that's what Monica said, really. I know. I'm like, that is crazy. I was like, Whitney, like, are you really just going to go along with just because they're your friend? I thought this was weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they got through it pretty quickly. Yeah, Monica did. And quickly. she's like, I just want you to explain yourself. I'm like, she just explained herself. Right? Like, literally yeah. just explained herself. Um but you know Whitney, she's the she's a in Inspector Whitney. <laughs> she is. She really is. <laughs> then Whitney gives a warning about being too close to Meredith because <laughs> Meredith is again the type of person who will spray, share your rumors when you cross her. And I love it that Whitney also says, I just don't want to get involved, but I need to warn you about things, and I need to tell you things, too. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part is when Monica was like, so was Meredith like being serious, or was she was kidding? And Whitney's like, no, she got her serious eye out. <laughs> <laughs> and she like leans in with one eye. I thought that was so funny. Well, Meredith does this to everyone. She'll do it to Monica, too. Whitney hasn't seen Angie K yet, so she hasn't said anything to her yet. Now, over at Justin and Whitney's, where is my Superman cake? You better, by November 12th, find out where that Superman cake came from, and you better, by November 12th, have that Superman cake delivered to me. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday to me. I, you, I, you bet not be talking to me. <laughs> No, I'm talking to our listeners. Yeah, because you best not be talking to me about that. <laughs> You'll get a cake. That cake was incredible. It was very pretty. I loved it. That I, is it, right up my and I, alley. And thank God she didn't drop it this time. I completely forgot about that cake me ordeal. Me too, but when they did that flashback, I had a good laugh about it mm -hmm. again. That was so funny. So, you know, I think a lot of us have wondered why Justin hasn't been working for a, the past year or so. No, he said. I think he said that during the reunion. Oh, uh, did he? he I didn't remember that. That he was going to be unemployed for a year. Okay, I didn't remember that. So it was good to know... I thought that maybe it was just having a hard time finding a job and that was making me sad for them, you know? I was like, he's enjoying being off. <laughs> um, Bobby looks like a young woman now. She looks completely different. Holy cow. 13 changes. And Brooks might just be the cutest little thing that's ever been born. He's mm -hmm. so cute. Her, uh, her hair is beautiful. Yeah. Like, I think it was just straight and it didn't seem like it had that much, like volume of color in it but now her hair is like super you can really see i mean she looks it. like a teenager she's wearing makeup it's like oh she my really God, changed where quick. has time gone well whitney and justin really quickly realize oh we haven't talked about how this is going to change our life when you go back to work and this is kind of an uncomfortable moment because whitney kind of goes hard on him yeah, and he's just like, well, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I don't know what maybe we didn't, what was maybe edited out, but Whitney was hearing him s say, 
I'm done with all of my parental duties where I didn't hear that I mean, watching it. Yeah, I, they must have had conversations before this. Yeah, it was uh, because, I, again, I didn't feel like he was... Well, again, they just seemed like they just hadn't talked about it. And this is like, it was, oh my yeah, God, was... what have I done? Now, now, now what do we do? And my only reaction is to get heated about it. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, and they even just leave the scene like, how's it going to work? Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's really all you have to, can do is you take it day by day. Mm-hmm prioritize your family but you know when you're new to a job you have to impress and also like y'all are in nice neighborhoods like if it's walkable walk to school if it's not walkable take the bus yeah like yeah. i don't understand why this taking the kids to school my mom never had never took me to school i rode my bike miles and i just so i didn't have to take the bus you know i don't think it's as common for kids to take the bus nowadays as it used to be um, I, I think most parents want to shield their kids from the crap that happens on a school bus, and I think it's more common than ever that parents are taking their kids to school. I need it on the bus! Yeah, things happen on a bus, things happen at a school too, but on the yeah. bus, a lot of fun things can happen too. Like, I remember that uh, Bloodhound Gang, um, like they do it on the Discovery Channel, I'll do it. Yeah. That song come on, and everybody on the bus would just giggle. Aloud. So, our bus driver was a total wench. Like, I was in elementary school in the late 70s and early 80s. I'm an old man. And we would, like, sing songs on the bus together on the way home. And we were doing it, like, every day and having a great time. And one day our bus driver just told us she was tired of the noise and she, we were never allowed to sing songs on the bus again. I remember when I was taking the bus in middle school and we would stop at a stop uh, at a stop sign before we would keep going and I was like, would you mind just dropping me off right here at stuff? Because my house is literally right there. And she's like, oh, you're a block away from the pickup zone. You're not supposed to be riding the bus anymore. I was literally like four houses down from, and I got kicked off the bus and I was never allowed to ride it again because I was just like a street away from the pickup zone. That's crazy. Yeah. And I wasn't, I also wasn't in the Cub Scouts either. So I have a lot of things to be upset <laughs> about. Trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Well, you know, if you were Angie K and Hot Sean's child, you wouldn't have all that trauma because you would have every need catered to you. I mean, she's an only child and they really focus on that. Yeah, they do. I mean, I, they, she, I she mean, can't do anything. No, and nor. And they can't be husband and wife, apparently. But did you see her room? All the awards? And she's got a fireplace yeah, and a huge bathroom. She seems like a great kid. Listen, when, I mean, you can't always control your child the way that your children turn out. So, you know, nature, nurture, uh, other types of circumstances. But, you know, when you do invest that much time and effort into your child, as long as you're being a positive influence, they're going to be more successful because they they're being catered they're you know they're being provided for in a way that other kids aren't yeah i just it's always when they like when 13 hits and all of a sudden they don't want to do anything with their parents and that's when the fights start happening because the parents are like i don't want to i'm a helicopter mom you know i want to be right behind you and they're like i want space i'm 13. right and then now they're doing like stuff after school but now you have to deal with your spouse Mm -hmm. and that's going to be happening real soon for these Mm -hmm. two well it's i don't think they're going to have any issues I mean, it sounds like they haven't hardly had a conversation without their daughter there in the past, like, 13 years. It's true. And so I think it is going to be an issue for them to, like, you have to get reacquainted with get each other. Get back into the zone. Well, up at Park City, Heather's with her girls, Georgia and Annabelle. Uh, talk about young women. I know. Jeez. Everyone's growing up so I quick. know. I know. I realize it's been, like, four years, and kids do grow up fast, but I, it just feels like it was yesterday. Well, yeah. Well, especially when we don't see them every day. 
I guess now that I had my, so yesterday, another thing that happened yesterday is that I had six injections in my lower back to deal with some lower back pain. So now that I'm, you know, hopefully going to be free of lower back pain, I need to go skiing 450 calories an hour. And then we'll be right back in the hospital with back pain. <laughs> I mean, I, the first day you will not make well, it. Listen, I know that skiing involves pizza and french fries. Count me in. It's not really food, though. It's not eating pizza and fries. No. Screw skiing, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have some hot chocolate without the snow, thanks. Yeah. I used to eat snow and stuff, but then I realized, like, all that pollution in the air, like, comes dragged down in that snow. Yeah. And the yellow might be the tastiest, but it's not the right kind. No. <laughs> Never lemon. Uh, my mom never let me skip school. I can't think of one day that my mom let me skip school just to go hang out. I'm sure there were days, and I don't remember them, but did you ever get days to just skip school to hang out with your mom? Uh, no, but there were... Whenever I would go get my, my teeth cleaning or something, my mom would take me to like McDonald's or something before yeah. taking me to school. Right. Or, or yeah. Actually, it was Red Lobster. She would always take me Red Lobster. Uh -huh. And I would always get chicken nuggets. I mean, even driving through Taco Bell would be better. Oh my god, what a nightmare. <laughs> so, speaking of taking kids to school, Heather gets anxiety taking Annabelle in particular to school because of the bullying. And now, a lot of people on social media are saying, like, Heather's putting on for this, and Heather's asserting this onto her kids and things like that. Are you kidding but me? <laughs> the last time you and I saw Heather, well, maybe not the last time, but the last time or two, she talked about this. Like, this is a real thing that's been really concerning her in her real life, not just on camera. I mean, and they're obviously getting tormented and bullied because of this. You like, get a cookie they're getting delivered pushed. to you with the c word on it. Yeah, like that's not like to say that a mother doesn't care about their children. That's really ridiculous. That's not putting on airs for the camera. That's real. And a child turned their chair around in oh class God. when they got I'm to so do a presentation. Over. Oh, I'm so over. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine a kid being that mean. I mean, I realize that they are, but I just can't imagine. Kids don't know how to interact in social they only know how to interact with a screen in front of them like between words like that they don't know how to do it in person you know these, so they're just rude <laughs> these girls have such a good head on their shoulders though and they communicate really well mm -hmm. they really speak very maturely and say exactly like say exactly what they need to say and really convey how they're feeling uh, pretty eloquently i guess and when they're talking about all this and like heather's afraid like she, they're being tormented and they're being bullied at school and the whole time i was listening to this i'm just like welcome to being gay or welcome to being a different color or different than anyone else at school like you've been living a white girl's life your whole life and like this is what life is for a lot of people and they are taking it great they're like that's their issue it's not mine and, yeah and like when i came out my mom was worried about what other people were going to say about me. That's her biggest issue is what other people... I'm like, Mom, people have been calling me the F word since elementary school. Right. Like, now I'm okay with myself, Maybe and I don't I care. That will leave me now, alone. Yeah, yeah. Now that, so um, I saw a lot of this um, in, in the kids' issues right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, over at the Bauer Lodge at the Apre No Ski Party, Lisa Barlow is throwing a party in honor of Lisa Barlow. <laughs> this party is celebrating the fact that I'm a smart, successful woman. <laughs> uh, why aren't we getting invited to this, Lisa? Seriously. Why aren't you inviting us over to Because her sister's stuff? not in town. That's what we have. That's the kicker. That's the only promise she's made. I need these housewives to invite us to parties. <laughs> like, I'm going to be... Well, this looks like an all-female party. Um, to success... No, there's men there. I saw there? men there. 
Oh, yes, okay. normal looking people too that weren't in like <laughs> outfits. Well, Lisa Marlowe is celebrating that she herself is a smart, successful woman. You better, girl. I, I, I love it. And I love her Mugler denim outfit. Um, the the cut looked weird on the pants every once in a while. But yeah, there were um, some angles that it did look kind of crazy. But I just loved the uh, From behind, I liked the cut. I thought it was flattering on her. I thought it was, I don't know. I don't know. I just liked it. It was weird in ways that I like. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, Whitney shows up with Evita Shotsky. Angie K comes bearing gifts also. And why is Angie K wearing glasses from Star Trek? <laughs> That's her thing. I mean, those bit. I mean, those. What was that guy's? It wasn't Data. It was that other guy. But he had like the those glasses on that you like he could see through yeah. and there were lights or whatever. Yeah. But um, I was That's like, her thing. That's I, her thing. I can't, she's wearing I can't all kinds. She's worn like four or five different kinds of crazy sunglasses. And having season. it like that doesn't help the case that she has one eyeball. <laughs> That's true. So it's like, it's stressful. But I thought when she was on Watch What Happens Live this week and she brought out those sunglasses and then brought out another pair for Andy Cohen and then brought out another pair for Bowen Yang and they're all Gucci, I was like, that is a baller thing to do. And I would be like, Ugh. not me. I, I would be like, can I? Trade these I would sleep in them. I no. would love them. Yes. No, I love them. I mean, I'll still take them, but... <laughs> See, uh-huh. Uh, Meredith is cordial to Angie K. She's she's not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Angie K says she got a nose job so she could look like everyone in Utah. And you know what? I bet being a, a teenager in Utah where everyone does look like they come from the same family, mm -hmm. I can only imagine. Like, I was just saying the other day, we were watching our local news, and the... The meteorologist guy or the weather guy or whatever, you just look at them, you're like, you are Mormon. Like, you look exactly like a Mormon boy. It's, yeah. There's, they all look the same. I mean, they do. It's kind of like, I'm not comparing Mormons to Nazis, so please don't think that I am. But you know how, like, uh, Hitler only wanted, like, blonde, blonde hair, blue, blue eyes, eyes. Yes. square cut. Like, right. it's just, they all look so similar. Yeah. Birds of a feather fly together, but they're not pretty birds. They're seagulls. And everybody hates seagulls because they shit on people. That same haircut, <laughs> the same smile, the same innocence as right. well. They all have this weird innocence inside of them that you could see. It's right. really weird. It's uh, it's it's funny. Well, um, they have a custom crepe bar. I'm into that. Mm -hmm. I love the rock candy stirrers. Yes. And um, they each have a small bottle of champagne for the toast. I'm like, okay, I want to be at this party for show. So Monica and Lisa get their crepes, but they don't get to eat them. <laughs> because no. Lisa immediately is like, um, you know, it really you know, hurt my feelings that you were judging me for being materialistic. And Monica's like, well, you are materialistic. Just and Lisa's it. like, well, I am materialistic, but I didn't like you calling me materialistic. <laughs> That's really what this conversation is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Don't cause... call me, and I think, I realize that for Lisa, it's more about you saying, well, you can't, you can't relate to the middle class. You're, and you know, just having a label on her in general. Is and and, and to be honest with you, this is Monica's issue. This isn't, for, this isn't about Lisa, Monica, this is Monica's issue. If you are don't like it that people are wealthy and spreading money around like I do, like I hate it too, but that's my issue because I'm right. poor. <laughs> and you know what? I, I really like Monica. I like Monica a lot, and I think she's great on the show, but I don't watch The Housewives. So look at lower middle class. Broke-ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I watched, I watched, I want to see wealthy women who are living extravagant lifestyles. 
That's what that I want to see. That are dropping $90,000 on a birthday party. That's, That's crazy. what I want to see. <laughs> so I, I'm not saying that Monica shouldn't be on the show, but maybe she's feeling insecure because she's on a show about mm -hmm. that, you know? This is why they say more money, more problems, girl. And Lisa does got a lot of money. That's for sure. But Lisa's like, judge everyone in the room if you want to judge me then. Why are you singling me out? Because, well, it's because she's the only one talking about wealth. <laughs> and Monica's like, it's because no one else is talking about being on private jets with Snoop Dogg. And Heather's like, um, but I was. Yeah, <laughs> and the picture too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I just, this whole moment is a lot. <laughs> it gets really quite escalated, especially yeah. when Mary comes in. <laughs> They're like screaming at each other, and Mary's like, "I don't know if I should come in." She's I don't like, know well, if I can she's come like, in. "I'm overdressed." <laughs> okay, I think I already know the answer to this. What did you think of Mary's outfit? It looked like packaging supplies, like packaging paper and stuff. It looked ridiculous. I loved it. Oh, it's stupid. I, I thought the skirt was. Too... I hated the skirt. I love the jacket. I thought the skirt was way too big for her, but I would have liked it if it was a little bit smaller and shorter. You know when those unconventional challenges happen, it's yes. like she raided the UPS store. I, I loved it. I just thought it was uh, thought it was a, uh, the skirt in particular was too. Hated big. it. Well, I, I, pretty controversial on, on online <laughs> as well. It just feels childish. It gets escalated. Angie K tries to insert herself into the conversation. She's always, she's always like on your shoulder. Hey, <laughs> hey, but let me hear my opinion. <laughs> I don't, know? I don't want to compare it to any kind of animal or anything that's already happened. Right. It's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the poor Angie K. She gets called a dog over and over and over and over. Well, again. stop doing dog things. <laughs> <laughs> but Lisa steps away and then jumps back in to defend Angie K against Monica. Then we have the fingers in the face, which I hated. What, and, where, and, where, and at one point, Le uh, Angie tries to stick something in Monica's mouth with a straw or something. I was like, okay. That's too much. People doing stuff at people's face or touching their faces, like Uba grabbing the glasses off Aaron and stuff. I'm like, if somebody did that to me, I don't know how I'd take it. <laughs> and then it's over as quick as Lisa saying, you're deciding who I am without knowing me. And Monica saying, oh, well, I didn't mean to give up that off. And Whitney jumping in saying, can you accept that she just said that? I know. If, can you accept that she didn't mean <laughs> that no one meant anything? And it's over. It was weird. It was so weird the way it over. But meanwhile, when Mary came in, you know, she goes to greet Meredith and she and Heather are having real, like Heather is loving her outfit. They're being really sweet. Mary's smiley, which is rare. So I was surprised a little bit later. Oh, look, she's on her pills today. Mm -hmm. It's time to white girl dance now. Give us a good beat. That's white girl when, dance. When Lisa says, give us a good beat, I thought I was gonna die. I thought, I was like, it was like when my friend Jesse said, yeah, Eminem pumps out some fat beats. <laughs> I was like, that's the one. Fat beats. <laughs> it's like Lisa Barlow. Play some fat beats, DJ. Uh. But M Mary hates Whitney. Oh, she hates so Whitney so much. <laughs> Every time she looks at her, she just can't stand her. And she's like, <laughs> Whitney looks cheap. <laughs> I don't know about Whitney. She looks cheap. <laughs> I'm like, you're not even... Yeah, you're not, not even talking to anybody. Seriously. You're just talking to yourself. So uh, Monica gets a redo of her crepe and sits down next to Mary. And I I would never sit down to Mary eat because she's judging everything you're doing. And like, she's just watching her eat this in disgust it's in front of her. Kind of ironic that Mary went to McDonald's the other night when this... Thank since you. Since season one... 
she's been giving people a hard time about their weight. But Mary doesn't isn't gaining weight, so that's I mean, so maybe that's the only thing she's eating, you know? But she will call you out. She's like, "Girl, you like to eat, don't you?" I'm like, "Well, I do need to survive. I need to eat to survive." <laughs> I mean, she's like, "Do you even care about what you're shoving in your mouth?" Like, <laughs> but Monica just goes with whatever Mary says. Monica, yeah, Monica yeah, is so me. desperate to be her friend. She wants to be on her side so bad. It's like you just, it's just that one person that is just such a curmudgeon. Like, yes. you do, if you get his friendship, you're in. <laughs> so when Heather told me that Mary was going to come to choir rehearsal, I was just like Monica. I was like, oh, hooray! I can't wait. I hope she. I hope she says mean things. I'm so. And scared I of hope her. that I win her over, and she like she's going to make fun of my warm ups without a doubt. Um, <laughs> but by the end of it, she's going to. Excuse me. Why is it so hairy? You know yes. you can shave. You're so hairy. Yeah. Why are you sweating so bad? <laughs> so I was just like Monica for that. But when I told you about it, you were like, "Ooh, I ain't coming. I'm not coming." I'm, I'm afraid of her. I don't want to get cut down. Um, you know, Heather and Angie K are chatting when they talk about like having a big boob and things like that. Um, and then <laughs> Whitney pulls Monica aside. Because <laughs> she saw that she's like buddy buddy with her right now. I'm like, Monica, we, need, we, we Angie's our friend. <laughs> I want to get involved. <laughs> but there's a rumor that I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. There's a rumor that I don't even know, that I, but I do know that Meredith is ready to spread it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to be involved in this. But I want to know what the rumor is. <laughs> Monica's like, you have to know because everybody knows. Like, there's no one in Salt Lake City who doesn't know this rumor. <laughs> you know? But the rumor is that Han Sean, Han Sean, Han Sean <laughs> screws other men. Okay. Um, I know that's they not have... true because he's like we've met him and seen him and he hasn't tried to hit on us. Did we? Yeah, at the when we we've met Angie. We met Angie. And we didn't meet Hot Sean. Oh, we didn't meet Hot Sean. No, we didn't. Meet oh, Hot we Sean. did tell her about Hot Sean. That's right. Um, but apparently they have an arrangement and their marriage is completely fake. Well, if they have an arrangement, then why are you worried about it? I know. <laughs> that's why are their you so deal. Worried? Yeah, that's their deal. Seriously. And, you know, later on, they make a reference to where all the guys in town are talking about how Sean needs to do this and Sean. I'm like, guys in town, what are you doing? Why are you risking all of our chances to hook up with uh, Sean? Yeah, don't be stupid. Shut up. <laughs> if they have an arrangement, then... That's an arrangement. Call Scr us, Hot yeah. Sean. Hey, Hot Sean, what's up? <laughs> so how does that work? Well, um, they're going to get drunk and tell Angie K about it because that always works well. Well, I don't want to be a part of it, but I want to go tell her. Let's go get drunk. <laughs> How dare Meredith not say a rumor when she has such ties to the LGBTQ community? Because <laughs> Meredith hasn't said the rumor on camera yet. Uh-uh. She's only said that there are rumors. There are rumors. Meanwhile, Mary's like, Heather, why'd you wear that necklace? <laughs> And Heather tries to, like, why even try? I know, you're already screwed. She's like, well, I thought it looked good with this, and I thought it matched this, and I thought, and Mary, Mary's like, uh-uh, that, that was a miss move, girl. I'm like, <laughs> gosh, Mary, can't you say anything nice about people or just not say anything at all? Mary needs the host the weakest link. Ugh. Remember how she would just insult people who were stupid? Yeah, you Mary are needs to be the new host of The Weakest Link. I kind of want her to be on, uh, remember the People's Couch, where they watch stuff and talk about, comment about things? I yes. kind of want to show oh, that. I yeah, well, they do, they have, um, 
the Below Deck, Captain Lee and Kate Chastain have their own show, which is just them two on the couch. I, I, I really wanted to love it, but it was not the people's couchish enough for me. <laughs> well, Whitney and Monica pull NGK aside to take a shot, but their their energy is so uncomfortable. And the way they're going up to Andy, Andy's like, are you guys going to murder me? <laughs> I mean, Whitney looks like she can't breathe. I literally feel like I'm going to pass out. I know. Whitney can't handle it. It's because she wants to say it so bad. Right. And like, she even says, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be in this. And she looks at Monica and say it Monica, but she's like, all right, I'll say it. <laughs> so. And I do love it that. Monica's like, is it nipping in the butt or is it the bud? Because I always think that. I'm like, is it bud, like a, a blooming flower, or is it the nip it in the butt? Let's find it. Nip it in the bud. It's the bud. Okay. I've been saying it uh, wrong and correct my whole mm, life. Yeah. <laughs> nip it in the bud. Suppress or destroy something at an early stage. That Jeez. makes sense. But that makes sense, like cutting the butt off of a flower. I know, I know. But okay, geez, okay. that was a rough description. The more you know. Shooting starch. Well, at least well you know, the show is about learning hmm. and experiencing and being on relationships. Okay, so anyhow, <laughs> they're like, Meredith has said stuff about your marriage, which again, she hasn't. Let's nip it in the bud. Is it butt or butt? It doesn't matter, girls. Tell me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Monica says um, that Sh Hot Sean is stepping out on her. Angie Kay says, well, that's funny coming from Meredith because she's the one stepping out on her marriage, mm -hmm. which has been a rumor since last season. A rumor. A rumor. The rumors, the nastiness. Um, Monica continues again that his boyfriends need to be quiet because they're out in the streets of Salt Lake City. I, I, I could tell you one thing. I'm pretty popular in the gay community and I haven't heard anything about Hanshan. <laughs> so. I mean, this is a small gay world, so it would have come around well and again if you are one of those guys and you're listening again only if there's an agreement yeah only if they have an arrangement only if if sean says there's an agreement <laughs> <laughs> so angie k gets up to address meredith and the episode is over yes and i am over being in this hot, hot closet. closet so let's go take a quick break and we'll talk about new york city bye all right, let's get a drink. Let's get a real drink. This is Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and you're listening to The Real House Bears Podcast. And we're back. Back at Chanson, New York. Chanson. Jessel and Pavit are at lunch. Talking about... The little demons. <laughs> the little demons where they're like at music class and running around. Poor Pavet. I mean, do you really want to spend that much money on those kids' education this early? I mean, what? they obviously are not going to get it. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Poor Pavet couldn't handle two kids without a nanny. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you not handle two kids without a nanny? People all over the world down. handle two kids without a nanny. Yeah, and a full-time job. You know, it's really hard for me to believe that Jessel likes Pavit a whole lot. You know, he was like, can I get spicy food and like spicy chicken on my chicken and waffles? And Jessel's like, there's a French restaurant. They don't serve spicy food here. And I'm like, well, is chicken and waffles French? And I, did I not really? I don't think did chicken. I, did I catch that? I don't think chicken and waffles is a, is it in, in France. I, mean, I don't know. Are you 
with me like you're smiling so I, I can't I can never tell if you're serious so Jessel fills him in on the conflict with Aaron uh, um you know, Aaron assuming that Jessel was born with a silver spoon and Sai not appreciating her story. But Jessel does want to meet with Sai to clear the air. And she doesn't seem too interested in being with Aaron, but she does want to meet with Sai to clear the air. And Puffet has already planned date night. Which I was surprised by. He took care of everything. He did. He did. Um, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how much he's looking forward to it, but at least he's doing the right thing. Even got a nanny. Over at Henrietta Hudson's, uh, <laughs> lesbian bar names are so different than gay bar names. <laughs> but I'm surprised that Bren didn't just explode from all the lesbian attention she could have received in that bar. <laughs> it definitely was not her first time. Do you think that performer was a drag queen or a female go-go? I think it was a female go-go because of the bone structure Yeah, on her I, shoulders. Yeah, it was, it was kind of hard to tell with the makeup she was wearing. So this is one of the first places that Jenna Lyons went when she came out. Uh, Bren loves a gay bar. Surprise, surprise. Course, yeah, surprise. <laughs> She's like, listen, if there's going to be good-looking people there, um, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be drinking and flirting. Work. Yeah. <laughs> I support it. But Bren, she's like, I think I'm going to go home with a girl tonight. See, I'm ready to think of it. Bren. So this cute girl and this not-so-cute girl come oh, up to <laughs> Because they only talk to the pretty girl, and then the other girl, like, disappears. And I'm like, oh, you guys. Isn't that nice? So at first, I thought Bren was going to try to hook up with this girl. She's like, oh, you're into this? And I'm like, you know, yeah. like, all in her face. Jenna Lyons is horrible <laughs> she's not, at this. She's been, uh, she, she has not uh, had to do this in a long time. <laughs> I mean, this other girl is kind of like giving it to her, like making it easy for her. But Jenna, I mean, she's just falling apart and Bryn's like, okay, um, let me direct this scene here. You're going <laughs> to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Uh, you're going to ruin your life and she's going to think about you for the rest of the yeah. night. <laughs> no, I love that. I love it. So... And then when the girl can't get the Sharpie open to give Jenna Lyons her phone number, she's like, use your teeth. And Jenna Lyons like, well, all my teeth are fake. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what you would say this first meeting. You but know? it does show that Jenna Lyons is open. Yeah. <laughs> but I would maybe wait and sit sit tell her on our date. Yeah, like, maybe or you know, something. I along have this disorder where I have or to after marriage. Out. Like I don't know. Like you really don't have to find out, do but you? not even before you get the phone number. You know, <laughs> just shows how bad she is at hookups. But then when Jenna Lyons gets up on the stage, I'm like, okay, I love this self-loving part of yourself, and like, oh, it's hard for people to do that. Yeah, I'm okay for people to look at me right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I I thought that was fun, and you know, Bren tips her and almost eats her out. I know. <laughs> Maybe she wants a MILF. La Contenta Oeste. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, um, On the way to dinner for once... Anguilla. Sai is not hungry. She is more interested in drinks. I was, I was surprised like, about weird. this. I was like, you must have went to a buffet just before this. Um, Aaron and Abe are like, we've got someone to watch the kids. Can we stay out all night long? I want to <laughs> hang out with Aaron and Abe now. <laughs> 100%. I am with Sai, though. It is oftentimes hard to have couple friends because inevitably someone, two people are not on opposite teams are not going to be compatible mm -hmm. so often like that. Or like when your good friend gets a boyfriend or girlfriend that, that you, you hate. Like, oh, oh, it's the worst. So annoying. Well, on the boat in Anguilla, we find out that they had Bren send dirty texts to Pavit. 
pretending that she was Jessel. And I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> but Pava doesn't like, she's like, I'm wet. And he's like, something like, get a towel. Get a, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, Come on. Pava is worse at, at flirting than um, Jenna Lyons. Right. And then Aaron asks the table, you know, or the guys in particular, what would you do if you didn't have sex for a year and a half? And Abe <laughs> says, I would have other women. I would f other women. Now, could Abe have said it in a maybe more nicer, like, less, you know... Not so quickly? Right. <laughs> used maybe a more compassionate verbiage, you know, something like that. But he said what we were all... The bottom line of what we're all thinking. Yeah. And also, it's it's kind of... It's a funny... It's just a yeah. hypothetical question. Yeah. It's not some serious question where right. you're like, are we going to get married if we do that? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so, I, I... People were, of course, were giving him a hard time. I was like, even Aaron at the end of this says, well, I would have other men. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. He was being funny. Then we find out that they have had conversations, whereas maybe down the road they could potentially invite someone else into their bedroom. I don't think particular swinging mm -mm. as, I think that's a pretty- It would have to be like a one night hookup, like random Someone hookup they don't know. worked out. Someone they don't mm -mm. know. Um, maybe even, well, Jenna, so they've had this conversation before because Aaron says Jenna Lyons recommended maybe a gay man. Mm -hmm. A bi man. It, yeah, well, she said gay on the show. Yeah. But we have a, a friend who, more likely identif probably identifies more as kind of fluid, but probably as a homosexual who has occasionally had sex with women. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 you know, I guess it's not unheard of. And yeah. also like if I was a straight couple, that's what I would want. I would want to, cause you know, the man always wants two girls or like, you know, and then the girl, the girl's like, well, what am I going to do? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so like having a gay man, you could kind of experiment on both sides, you know? Uh, yeah, and you know, I don't know that Abe is necessarily into the idea right now, but he's not like, oh my god, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard. You know, it's an it's... open conversation, which means a good, healthy relationship. Right, right. I mean, I love the fact that, like, that you know, I feel like it is very important to have intimacy in a relationship. Yeah, not necessarily intercourse, but intimacy. definitely intimacy. So I, I like the fact that they keep that as a priority. Mm -hmm. Get it. Send me a video. Bring in the gays. Bring in a unicorn. Bring in whoever. Sai brings up that Uba has invited them into a healing ceremony. Sai's like, there's going to be screaming and stuff, and that's just not now. Why? What is with rich people going to these sound baths and screaming release camps? Like, what is <laughs> what is so stressful in your life that you guys have to go to all these things? I it's know. so random. I know. And it's in every season. Like, of every, every housewife, city. they're like, they're going to either see a medium or a sound bath, or both. Or they're going to some sort of, like, ceremony, somewhat like the healing ceremony in Salt Lake City. Just all these different things. It's like, y'all, rich people will get out of, like, indigenous stuff. <laughs> I could use a healing experience. I love how interested Bryn is into just always being a better version of herself and knowing more. Mm -hmm. Like going to this, whoever heard at this bomb and book, rare bookstore, whoever heard of focusing on a particular book that doesn't have illustrations because they're harder to find because they were more easily recyc recycled, you know? Yeah, people, circulated. people wouldn't keep them because they read it. <laughs> but what a what a niche, you know? What an interesting That just thing. means she's really into it and she thinks beyond anything else, but she loves the rarity of, of it and just things being taken care of for a long period of time. And again, she just really enjoys 
having the information, learning. learning. I might that makes me. I'm way intimidated. I would never be able to <laughs> date Brynn. She's way too smart for me. <laughs> well, but I feel like she's also really down to earth. Oh, yeah, very. And down it's not to like her. you're trying to date her. I think she y'all could just shoot the ship. You always you both would just go daddy hunting on my. Oh own. my gosh, it would be it would be so deadly. Take that back. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of hoes hanging. There's just some hoes. Um, I have a, a few friends, but in particular my friend Heidi, who loves to smell and touch books. Mm -hmm. Like, I, she would explode going into an antique There's some library. kind of science to it or something. Like, doesn't it? Isn't there a science? Like, whenever you walk into a library, you automatically have to poop or something? That There is science to that. But some people who are just really book people just love, love the way the smells, it smells. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there is science to having to use the bathroom in a bookstore. <laughs> Uh, two sexiest things for a man to have is a centurion card in a New York Public Library. That's pretty hot. That's, a, that's a hot little sentence right there. Um, Bryn's birthday's coming up. They're going to plant a tree in Central Park in honor of Mimi. Mm -hmm. At Flolo Holistic, the healing is coming. The healing is coming. Yeah, everyone, get ready. Uba wants everyone to let go of what happened in Anguilla. Don't tell me what to do, Uba. Right? <laughs> Bren can't come. She has COVID. Oh, girl, been there, done that. I mean, it's still, ugh. It just happened to you when you were filming. <laughs> right. As with all of these healing ceremonies, we start off with our intention. Size is to be more present. Jenna Lyons is to be open and less guarded. I like that the well, uh, Alexandra cleared that. I uh, like it's like to feel safe to open up. I like that she kind of clarified that. Jessel's is to stay grounded. Aaron's is to be more patient and present with her kids. And then Uva, who has spent this whole season talking about how pretty she is <laughs> and how fun she is. <laughs> she wants to bring the love that she gives outside to herself. Oh, girl, like, you're going to explode. Right? There's no more room for <laughs> There's that, no girl. Room. There's no more room. So the women, they're shaking, they're shimmying. <laughs> They lay down, um, they talk to their inner child. I've been in situations like this at a church thing where they wanted me to repeat stuff, but I didn't know they wanted me to repeat stuff. And I'm like, this is where Jenna is right now. I'm like, you, oh, you want me to say that? Really? Okay. My child is young and in space or something like whatever they're saying. <laughs> well, Uba really like lets go. She really lets go. She gets She's done this a lot. Yeah. But Aaron is like, is it okay that I'm already up? Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've, already, I've already, like, shed a tear for something. something I don't know. Yeah. Um, all of the women really did, though, find this very positive, except for Sai. Except for Sai. She's like, you know, come on. She's like, is there food coming? <laughs> um, food's brought in. Jessel invites Sai to lunch. but Sai's, like, not interested. She's like, could you be less interested in this? I know, she's not. But Sai is always interested in the gossip. Uh, Jessel tells them about her upcoming date to the Ritz-Carlton. They're really excited to have sex. Everyone wants details when it's over. Jessel <laughs> bought some very revealing lingerie. It's very risque. Then we have a cute scene at the Brooklyn Bakery with Sai and her daughter. I don't. I mean, this doesn't really push the story, but we haven't really seen Sai's kids much. She's, uh, you know, she looks a, just like Sai. <laughs> she is a tiny little Sai who is a performer. Mm -hmm. She is a performer. She. This would be my daughter, probably. 
Um, but then Cy like guilts her like, oh well, I was poor growing up. Your life is amazing, but I was poor. Your life is amazing, but I was poor. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't enjoy this part very much um, because. Uh, you know, my mom struggled a lot as a single mom and stuff, and I would wake up in the middle of nights and she didn't know, and I would hear her crying in the living room, trying to be quiet. My mom never let me know anything was wrong, ever. She never let me worry about anything, but I knew there was something going on. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't kind of like her doing this, but at the same time, I think she was kind of leaning more in towards like, so I just want you to appreciate everything that you right. have instead of because you're just getting everything here and there, because it could not be that way. Right, I, I, I think. But at the same time, I, I think if you have no, kids, I think leave right. them out of it. No, I think you were completely right. I mm -hmm. think she was just saying, "Hey, I just want you to know that I love you so much mm -hmm. that I want to make sure I want you to know that I want to make sure you have everything that you because want I didn't get everything. Yeah, but that, yeah. Uh, but you know, um, kids, you know, they can take on parents' guilt and right. sadness um, on their own, and uh, so this part was all right. <laughs> yeah. Over at Pavit and Jessel's, they're they're like packing for their date night. They're getting as drunk as they can, as early as they can. I'm so getting liquored up tonight. We see the lingerie, the crotchless lingerie that Bren took Jessel to buy. And I love that she's like, they're crotchless panties, and Bren shows that she's wearing crotchless right panties now. at that moment. Listen, you have to be ready. <laughs> no, you is, have to be ready. You is, don't know when you need to stick something up there. That is insane. <laughs> Probably makes it easier to pee, too. Oh I don't my know. Gosh. <laughs> but when Jessel goes in and tries on that lingerie, coming out looking amazing, Pavit laughs. There's two parts here where I'm like, dude, <laughs> like when she comes out and he just laughs at it. And then she is talking about like, this is dessert. And he's like, but can we have real dessert? Yeah. I was like, what? But, and then when she's but like I, I, I reverse cowgirling him or cowgirling him. Oh, and it's him or so uncomfortable. It's he's so... like, I haven't touched you in a year and two years. I can't know. And you're doing it on television. It's probably that extra stress of having to do this while on camera and talk about right. it. It's uncomfortable. Um, but it, the the tension of nervousness is palpable. Right, it is. It's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. like, he doesn't seem... He doesn't seem into this at mm -mm. all. He doesn't seem into... I'm, and again, it's I, nerv I, I... see. I see him it, really I would nervous. be nervous. I would be nervous if we hadn't been intimate in a year and a half. That that would be... You know, even when Jess was like, it took me 20 minutes. It, you know, I would have to have a good buzz on. Mm -hmm. Me too. So, I am so jealous of Uba in this bathtub with her little tray. <laughs> I and know, her, she's uh, got that. She, essential be, she oils. does that a lot. <laughs> uh, Bren calls in. It was like, you can't get COVID through an iPad, can you? Like, oh my gosh, come on. Um, the healing ceremony was positive. Her mother would have been proud. Um, they're not certain that Jessel and Pavit are going to have sex. <laughs> but Bren's like, let's put on maid costumes and bust it. <laughs> She's so ridiculous. <laughs> With some flowers, flowers right. and lube. <laughs> oh my gosh. At the Champagne Social Club. Ugh, talk about another uncomfortable situation. Okay. Well, first of all, Sai arrives 20 minutes late. Yes. They were supposed to get there at 11, and Sai shows up at 11.20. And I don't know if Sai even sent a message to her saying I'm going to be 20 minutes late, etc. Yeah. Um... But Jessel's not there. Sai orders her food about 10 minutes later. Like eight minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then Jessel arrives about another 10 minutes after that. I'm just, you know, estimating. Yeah. So Sai really only had to wait for 20 minutes. And so that wasn't too bad, especially considering she showed up 20 minutes later herself. But yeah. she is not happy about she's, this. Oh, she's irritated. At 
But how long do you wait at a restaurant without them texting you before you leave? Is it probably like a half hour? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't... But I would have, like, messaged them, being like, hey, is everything cool? Are you still coming? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was going to be running late, I would just text them, I'm yeah. going to be running late. I don't know. It's weird. Jessel's also like, you're not drinking? What is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know? I'm with Jessel on that. <laughs> um, they talk about Pavic going to Vietnam to get a sandwich and to get some air miles. Sai is not buying this at all. Do you buy it? <sighs> Pavic just doesn't seem like a super sexual guy. It's hard for me to believe, really. I, maybe I'm not even stupid, but I don't see him as the type to fly to Vietnam to have for sex. A, for a night, just to have sex one night and then come back home. I mean, I, are, are there, are there, are there prostitution in Vietnam? Probably. I don't know. I, I don't... Um... I don't know. Pavit might be the kind of guy who would get a prostitute for a night, though. <laughs> Do something freaky. But uh, Jessel says, date night, success. I love it that she is also wearing the bear, uh, the boyfriend's shirt look. You know, the yeah, oversized button-up. I love that. She looks great. Um, Jessel wants to clear the air that she was not trying to equate her life experiences to size life experience and even gives a sincere apology like I didn't mean to come off like saying that I was comparing myself yeah. my stories to yours but I do have a story that compares to yours right. <laughs> well okay so Sai's first response was I don't care Jessel I don't care I haven't thought about it since I'm like that's all you're talking about in your confessional right Cy. right but she's not interested. She's already let it go. She's pissed that she had to come to this part of town. She's pissed that she's missing part of the work day. Um, she's kind of rude to Jessel, actually. And I'm like, you're missing part of your work day? I'm like, honey, you're an influencer. You take like 10 minutes here and there. It's like, you're not missing work. <laughs> so it's like, we could have done this on the phone. Uh, but it's, Jessel's trying. She's trying. Now she's here, trying I feel like Jessel is not trying to compare. I feel like she's trying to relate. Mm -hmm. Tried to make a connection with Sai when she's like, you know, I, I really connected to your story about your mother's alcoholism because the uncle that I lived with um, died of the same thing. So I just was, I, you know, this is my moment for us to actually be on the same we page. We both and, have lost somebody to yeah, alcoholism. And, but Sai's like, I lost my mother. You lost your uncle that you lived with in New York. Yeah. Asai's <laughs> being very she's, defensive. She's not um, interested in this at all she's from not, the beginning. She's not being very likable right now. Not very, not receptive. So to be honest with you, I really don't care. She just texts us the comparison. She's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. But and just is like, but like you guys don't want to listen to anything that I say. Like, like it doesn't matter what I say. You guys are going to tear it down. It's like, um, I just said I gotta go. Mm -hmm. And just is like, well, fine, I'll pay, I'll pay. But like, I, it's just that it's just the fact that Jessel shows it was so brutal. It was just so hard, and she even cries about her uncle and stuff. Sai didn't even cry about talking about her mom, and Sai's just like, everything is just such a hard burden for you. But it's your stories aren't that bad. Why are you? Why is this such a big deal? Why is it so brutal to have to live with your uncle when I had to struggle my whole life? Um, I get both sides of it. Um, they just aren't going to be compatible. Just don't try to be friends like that. Well, again, I feel like Jessel cleared the air. She's like, hey, I'm sorry that I came across that way. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to come across that way. But let me also talk about a way that we can connect on something. 
you know? Um, but it, 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 Cy but, wasn't into it. Yeah, she's, 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 she, she ends the episode in our confessional saying that she had to wait for 45 minutes. And I was no. like, no, you didn't. She waited for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so get over it. And you're eating through most and of it. And you're getting paid to be there. Shut up. I know. <laughs> you are at work. You're not missing work. You are at work. <laughs> right. Well, we're not paying you to follow us on our social medias, but it'll be all worth your time and wealth if you would follow us on Facebook and Instagram, The Real House Bears. On Twitter, X Real House Bears. You can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. You could also buy some merch on our Redbubble site, realhousebears.redbubble.com, right? And uh, you could watch us on YouTube and Spotify, and you could listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to be hashtag House Bears Famous, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or just anywhere you want, or just comment on our stuff a lot. Yeah, we get um, actually sponsorship for people who listen on Spotify, so mm-hmm. listen on Spotify too. Bye. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. It's on. Oh. Um, yeah, say stuff to sound check. <laughs> oh, is that how today's going to be? It <laughs> sure is. It better not. It better be. Who going to check me, boo? I'll check you, boo. <laughs>